This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hi there, and welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC nerdy soccer culture fan outrage in an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We're your hosts who can see each other today. That's weird. From mornings on 107.7 The End, I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and in the stats booth until he was recently self-quarantined at CenturyLink Field. Brandon from the internet. <laughs> Not self-quarantined at CenturyLink Field. No, that's where you live now. That is where he's at right <laughs> now. He's in the press box alone. No one else is welcome. Thanks a lot, I Thailand. Am, I am the guy, Sammy the Sounder, in the in the Sammy Sounder uh, costume all, at all times, <laughs> but it has a self. It's a cross between Darth Vader and Sammy Sounder. It has a <laughs> self-contained breathing apparatus. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, nobody actually knows that about the Sammy Sounder costume uh, or outfit. Is that it does have a built-in respirator? Yeah, you can live in Puget Sound. <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. That's how whales breathe. Do you want to know why he was missing for twenty years? <laughs> <laughs> they had to rebuild him. <laughs> he was in a bacta chamber. <laughs> After they sent the whale to the lava planet, where it turns out whales do not flourish. <laughs> but the blubber is delicious. So should we wrap it up? Is this good? Are we done? Yeah, we're good. Speaking, <laughs> hey, speaking of blubber, sumo is underway. Boy. <laughs> hey, do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Uh, definitely five stars for that transition alone. <laughs> but primarily leave us a comment. We just want to know who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is from... Well, that's your line. <laughs> well, from super sub Jordan Morris to super sub uh, Nuhu. Nuhu Choo Choo. Also, should I put Choo Choo on the back of a jersey? No, because as soon as you do, he'll get traded. Ah, God damn it. This week, the self-quarantined Seattle Sounders FC take on the, at least it's not Frisco, Texas, Houston Dynamo in a battle for the winner gets this box of hospital masks cup. Yeah, it turns out this podcast has been practicing mandatory social distancing for the last two years anyway. It's good to see you on the screen here, buddy. If you're going to get coronavirus, it's not going to be from me, damn it. I got to tell you, as I'm seeing the visuals here, I'm actually just paying attention to how white my teeth look. <laughs> look good, uh, right? Before we started, you were commenting on how overexposed your camera was, so I wouldn't take it as a, as a sign of great dental work. <laughs> I've got very white teeth. I'll have you know that. Anyone, anyone that came to our podcast party maybe has recognized that, but uh, the rest of the face is a disaster, but those teeth are white. Half of our reviews are about your very white teeth. Oh, it's very nice of everyone. Thank you very much. The crooked comments are not okay. Anyway, this is 
Um, it's pointless because no one can see us. So that's good. Um, I just saw this. Somebody posted. I don't know where it was, and it made me laugh, and I just thought of you, so I just added it to the run sheet here. Someone posted, so at 420 on 420-2020, there will be four 20s. Is it the apocalypse? I could deal with that, the apocalypse part. I wish I wouldn't have read it, honestly, but I love 420-2020. There will be four 20s. 69 uh, Canadian. I, I, so, you know, the whole concept of a golden birthday, uh, yeah. which I recently turned, uh, recently learned that my friends who are Canadian, they call it something else. It's like a golden a, shower. A, 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 yeah, exactly. So they call it a golden shower, mm-hmm. um, which is, is R. Kelly Canadian? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I totally didn't know about the concept of uh, golden birthdays when I was 20 uh, on 420. Um, yeah, so yeah. I feel like this is the next best uh, possible birthday for me. You officially turned 69 up. Canadian. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. The coronavirus is going to get me. You better make it. <laughs> anyway, happy 420 on 420-2020 where there will be 420s. I like that. That's good. Okay. Uh, anyway, the um, there was a match over the weekend that neither of us went to. You because you're not allowed. And um, me because... Uh, I'd left my wife here with a two-year-old for a whole week, and then uh, I was not about to do that again. I mean, she hates me anyway, but like, I figured I could at least soften the blow a little bit. Well, well, first of all, like, so you missed the match because uh, you're a good husband, or you're trying to be at least. And I missed the match because uh, I'm not sick, but on the off chance that someday I could get sick, uh, I don't know. Yeah. When, when does this stop, right? right. Anyway, uh, but the match still went on, even though it seems mm. like we joke about mandatory social distancing because of the coronavirus and the panic yeah, that sure. is uh, spreading and the preparedness, I should say, not always panic. Um, but, uh, the, the match still goes on and when a lot of people think it should have been called off, what did you think? Do you think the, the game should have been played or no? Okay. Well, the game played. Yes. Fine. That's great. Um, I, I, I'm really strange about this because like, I'm one of these people who's like the data doesn't suggest that this is a giant problem. The hysteria on the internet seems to suggest it is. And I feel like probably somewhere in between is where we actually live. These are the things that you say. Sometimes it's about a soccer group, and then they get mad at you, and everyone unfollows you on Twitter. That's just a thing that happens. Okay, great. So, um, but I live somewhere in, in between there, the hysteria and the um, and the the just hard science data, because we are still humans and we still live. And whether it's right or wrong, we like are social creatures and we play to these stupid ideas, right? So, um, the Sounders playing with. You know, they say don't get a group of a thousand people together because that's how it spreads. And then you put thirty three thousand people together, like. <laughs> It doesn't seem like the best idea if you're trying to contain a disease, but also, are we past that point? So, um, I don't think it was necessarily a great idea to have an audience in the stands there. But also, if you cancel that one, how many months does this go on for when right. we don't have anything happening where we have to be afraid to go out? I don't know the answer to any of these questions, but it just seems crazy to me. Yeah, um, where do you, where do you draw the line? You look at uh, Italy, who is um, experiencing an outbreak much worse than ours. They just canceled all sports for the foreseeable future. That includes the Italian Serie A, which is the top flight, uh, which includes players like Cristiano Ronaldo and Juventus and all, a bunch of other people who also play in Italy. That I, I don't know. Yeah, sure, of course, but like, but still, it's crazy. They canceled their entire league over it. Do they cancel you know? it or are they just playing behind closed doors? Uh, they are indefinitely suspending sport 
as of right now. Holy crap, that's so yeah. crazy. You got so, Champions League is is playing behind closed doors most of their matches and and other leagues are taking measures like the Sounders did by not having the walkout with the children yeah. and uh not doing the shaking of it's the said, hands. Instead and they that. walked out the elderly. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's an ancient Inuit uh, ritual where they send them off to their death in a crowd of thirty three thousand. They had a big whale waiting, <laughs> just fed them right to it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So like, uh, I follow like a uh, MotoGP is like a racing series, and they canceled their first two rounds, and now the third round is in Austin. And that's now supposed to be the official season kickoff, and Austin's like, yo, we don't know if we're gonna do this or not. Mm-hmm. So like, you might be talking about a world traveling league where the logistics are put into place to ship all this crap everywhere, and where that stuff is at sea or by air or whatever and then how you're going to get it from place to place with all this uncertainty and there's so much money in it too so it's crazy then of course i can't go without talking about sumo the tournament started the basho started on sunday and they played it and they're doing it it's 15 days long and there is no audience and so it turns out it is just mouth-breathing fat guys <laughs> smashing into each other with no cheering. It is depressing. It like really it, makes it into this strange, strange thing. Relatedly, when I was in Thailand, you know, you can get a lot of beach massages because a Thai massage is a thing. <laughs> and you get a massage on the beach and um, at you, one of the beaches... Did you get a tattoo of the beach on your wiener? <laughs> yeah, I just got Leonardo DiCaprio's face. Um, Great! When I was... Yeah, when I was there, um, they call it the Prince Leo. <laughs> but when I was there on one of the beaches, on the menu items for uh, one of the uh, one of these massage places was something called the Fat Slap, and I thought of you, and I hope you don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> a Fat Slap? It's a Fat Slap, which um, I think you got to be a. a I, I don't know if you have to request it or if you just walk up in the masseuse. Who they are very upfront with you about what you need and what you don't need. Uh, and uh, if, if they if you walk up and they say, "Oh, you're getting the fat slap." Anyway, all this is to say is with an empty audience, I bet I bet that you hear a lot of fat slap during a sumo wrestling competition. It's just super weird because they still have a guy on the PA being like, "Up next, it's Hakuho," and like, the, like you don't need to do that because we're <laughs> who is we're, this for? We're all standing right here. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the guys are like over on the side and like they're like doing their like little like, oh, I stomp around like this. But they're like, <gasps> 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 you're like oh, my God. How- oh, they are out of shape. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, this is gross. It's just kind of sad because they just like smash into each other. And then there's no one that gets excited. So they're like, why are you guys doing this? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it, it, it puts sport in perspective, right? Like if we're doing this. What is it for, if not for the people who are in the crowd? So my question in response to you then is, if this was an NFL season, if it was NFL season right now, would they play even one game behind closed doors? I I don't. NFL is nothing but making money, right? Uh, MLS MLS is in that weird spot, though, where they have to kind of like shill out for for things as well. So I don't know if MLS could survive playing behind closed doors as opposed to just uh, like postponing a bunch of games or something like that. But again, I I feel my biggest question with the entire thing, not just in Sounders uh, world and MLS world and the world of sport, is like, where does this stop? Because I don't think that this... uh, uh, epidemic uh, near pandemic is going away anytime soon. Sure. So everybody's working from home. 
forever or for how long or until this thing normalizes or what you know and so if you if you make that call if you're the sounders and you make the call that you're going to play the game behind closed doors now or an mls says that we're going to play the 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 game behind closed doors uh last weekend at what point is it like okay now we're going to open it back up you know so i think it's just like you're opening a (laughs) you're opening a door (laughs) to a very big question well so with the nfl like i just imagine my like ultra drunk yelling friends like cool Keith like along the sideline there like by the tunnel just screaming at the opposite team as they go walking like without that guy there yelling at you or for you like what's that like football is just like oh god I just killed a guy oh no problem solved as long as cool Keith does not test positive for the virus it's it's closed doors to everybody but cool Keith Cool Keith (laughs) you're you're our new national football treasure (laughs) put him in that hyperbaric chamber we gotta keep him healthy he is the NFL fan. <laughs> get Sammy out of there. We got to get Cool Keith in. <laughs> Give him the respirator. <laughs> All right. So tell him about the blubber. <laughs> so Sounders uh, played a soccer match over the weekend, which is what we're alluding to. I don't know if they did the right or wrong thing. We'll never know. It looked like a lot of people showed up. It looked like a lot of people didn't show up. So like it was the. I know that's a contradiction, but there was like a lot of people, but also there was like a lot of big gaps, and so I'm sure people moved down and stuff, but. Yeah, something like 33,000 people there. I read a stat that that was the uh, lowest attended game since uh, the inaugural season when the like half of even more of the stadium was tarped off, you yeah. know. So those games were all sellouts. This is the lowest attended game. You're a sellout. Since the, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, I like their old stuff better. Um, uh, no, so the Sounders play a game uh, to 33,000 people and everybody on trying to watch TV, uh, except if you l- don't live in the Seattle area, assholes, <laughs> move here if you want to watch the sport. Just kidding. Sounders are finding a streaming thing for you, I guess. Yeah, they're working on it, which is nice. Yeah. Anyway, the Sounders end up getting a draw against Columbus one-to-one, um, and it felt weird to me to me the best analogy i was thinking about this i was walking my dogs earlier and i was thinking about this it was kind of like watching a cat play with its food where like all of the humans are watching the cat and they're like oh he's playing with it but in like in reality that cat is in all earnesty trying to just catch the thing but it's cross-eyed and it can't quite figure it out that's what it felt like the sounders were doing i thought you meant slow fat with lots of crying like my cats (laughs) fat slap yeah fat slap shaggy yeah, hey, it, shout out to Shaggy waking up at three seventeen this morning. All right, the best. Shaggy. Yeah, Shaggy, f- yourself. Cat slap. Yeah, cat slap. No <laughs> shit, right? Okay. Uh, anyway, it, the, the Sounders, you know, were able to get a point out of it. But at the end of the day, I, as I was watching the game, it just felt like the Sounders played really well. Uh, they controlled huge portions of the match, and. and we're only able to walk away with a one-one draw because the passing wasn't there and like mm-hmm. the the chemistry wasn't there in the second week of the season. Yeah, as as to be expected. Now, speaking of that, there was some. They showed a moment where Joao Paulo and Gustav Svensson were talking to each other, and I was like, "Oh, those guys are going to crush it." Those two mm-hmm. guys together already. I already felt this bond between them, where they're both just like kind of enforcers out there just getting the job done and working hard and playing hard and they like already understand each other so I think I give them some time to learn each other's nuances and it's going to be incredible there was just this one moment just like specifically in the broadcast where I was like I think I rem- I think I know exactly the moment you're talking about I was it like, just looked like damn. they were having a super normal conversation uh, and they fully understood each other like what they were talking about they fully felt like on the same wavelength yeah and I was like that's cool like that's they've really been cool friends to see like our Swedish forever. guy and Brazilian guy like yeah. fully 
understanding each other in the midfield. Um, Schmetz, again, like you never know. Schmetz is so interesting and such a weird guy. And two games in a row, he makes a substitute that totally changes the game. First week, Jordan Morris comes on after getting rested from playing in Champions uh, Cup, Concacaf Cup, Champions League, and um, he comes on and changes the game. This time, though, I didn't see it. I didn't see that big number five coming on with his action figure legs and going new who <laughs> down the sideline there. Wow. Yeah, he uh, he. Some people will call it a burst of energy. I would call it like a uh, chaotic energy, if anything. No, no, no. It's like Back to the Future Three, where they throw in the different ties of dynamite that make the different colored smoke come out of the train. Someone just threw the red one in, and he just hits another gear. He comes in and is instantly changes the game the same way that Jordan Morris did. I don't know if it's like because they're both. I don't. Okay. Back it up. I don't know if Jordan. Are you about uh, to call them fat? (laughs) No, I don't know if Nuhu is actually fast or if he's just a guy that looks like he's running really hard. So you just in your your mind like makes the connection that guy looks like he's trying really hard to run. My mind says that's fast, so therefore he's fast. No, Jordan Morris comes on last week and is burning people uh, down the left side and ends up you know being the biggest catalyst to the Sounders win. Nuhu comes on uh, this weekend. And and does the same thing. Ends up earning the penalty that uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz gets to take twice to to score. And um, but he does that. I, if you rewatch that play, it's like the Columbus defender is the same as everybody else watching the game because nobody knew knows that knew who nobody knows that knew who is just <laughs> outside of frame, bursting into the box. Yeah. Uh, and Whew. and steals it, crosses it, gets the handball call in the box, um, which I think is the right call, but uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, changes the game. Yeah, huge. I mean, he ends up completely opening the door for the Sounders to take a, take a point. So that's great. I'm really curious if uh, in the future, based on the way that Jovan Jones played that game, which I would say wasn't great, um, if Nuhu, you know, who has consistently been kind of a, a second string guy behind Jovan, except for when the depth isn't there and Jovan needs to bump up to like the wing or something like that. Uh, I'm curious if Nuhu can win that starting spot based off of his performance in the last two games as a sub. I hope so. I think that he right now could start over Jones, but we'll see. Uh, I wonder what he's like in practice. I wonder if that has anything to do with it in training. I'm going to try and go tomorrow, so we'll see. Yeah, cool. Um, unless my kid stays homesick, which is possible. Anyway. Uh, another. Uh, not, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Ibarra. Yeah, so another thing that happens in this game is uh, the Sounders had a lot of opportunities. Game ends 1-1. Sounders had a lot of opportunities to go up a second goal or to even equalize earlier than they did. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens is uh, – Ibarra finally figures it out. He misses a bunch of sitters in the first week, and in the second week, he uh, he finally finds the goal. He finds the back of the net. He scores, yeah. but he ends up being offside, which makes me think that each week he's going to figure out like another portion of what it means to score goals. It's like learning to robot dance. It's like yeah. you got to get each piece down really well, and then yeah. suddenly you're doing the robot. Yeah. The trick is so to next do one week- piece at a time. It's like if you want to do a good robot, only make one piece of your body move at once. So. Yeah, you, you learned that from Terry Crews or... Oh, yeah, yeah, just from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, no, have you ever seen... Uh, this is... Yes. Have we talked about this before? Yeah, 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 His, yeah, like, we, actual side robot dance crew? Yeah, yeah, like, we went in-depth on this, so go back okay. to last season because it happened. Cool, great. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I feel like next next week, Ibarra will score because he's finally figured out how to score, and he'll be on side, oh. which it means he will have figured out two parts of the goal-scoring process. Yeah. However, he's going to have scored with his hand, and they're going to have to call it back anyway. With Caleb Porter's head. He's going to use that Caleb to score. Porter. They're going to be like, you cannot use... 
Another, Another man's man severed you can't head. Bra- I didn't say severed. It can still be attached. <laughs> okay. I'm not wishing murder on anyone. I thought it, but I didn't say it. But if it was it. anybody, it would be him. Uh, interesting to, yeah. So hopefully he scores next week. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, uh, it's still early in the season. Nothing to really, like, I don't think there's anything to worry about. We already talked about how there's, like, um... You want people to gel, and you want people to figure it out, and that's going to be done on the pitch. Hopefully, they're allowed to keep practicing. Hopefully, soccer continues. Hopefully, America doesn't shut down. We're great again! That brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the West Virginia Coal Miners Coal Powered Train Man of the Match. Your West Virginia Coal Miners Coal Powered Train Man of the Match is Nuhu. Of course. West Virginia Coal Miners Coal Powered Train. (laughs) Choo-choo! I I read the following part of that. Well, it says this needs work. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was part of it. No, no, it does. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a work in progress. All right, time to get critical. Let's take a look at who is hot, who is garbage, and who is hot garbage. First, let's start with New Who. Hot. New Who is hot. hot. Obviously, he's the hottest. Absolutely. Yeah. New Who is hot. We can agree on that. Yeah. Uh, Gustav Svensson being back, I Whew. feel like we can agree. Hot. 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 Yeah, I'm in. How about um, old Javier? Javier. Javier. Javier Arriaga uh, shooting from 30 yards out. I say hot. Hot, hot man. I love it, dude. Uh, take that shot. Don't do it three times a match, but like you get one up there. Because one of those is going to land, and it's going to be good. Uh, goalkeepers being off of their line. I don't know how to respond to this. What do you think? I will I will say garbage. Garbage. Yeah, because that's a tough. I'm with you, garbage. Garbage. That's tough because it's every time. Like that goalkeeper's got to feel so hard done by because like it's I, I bet you if we went back to every PK for the last year, eighty five percent of them would have that happening. I can't back that up. Someone do that. I'm not. I'm definitely not doing that. But like if you look at every PK you watch, there's movement. However, Rui Diaz goes the same direction on the retry. The guy makes the jump and can't get there. It's like the it's like a replay, and that one yard made a huge difference. So it's garbage, but also like. It was the right call, so I guess hot. It's it's one of those things where if it happens to your goalkeeper, you're yeah. pissed. Yeah, right? you're, because yeah. it happens all the time, and you're like, why call it for this one and not for that one? But MLS apparently uh, and the the disco or not disco the pro the pro referees yeah. um, have made a point this season to to specifically call attention to that one thing. Kind of uh, what was it last season? It was. Uh, like uh, surrounding the ref, like mass confrontation of, mm-hmm. of the referee. Every year they kind of pick a thing that they're going to try to enforce extra extra hard. This season, to the Sounders' benefit, at least this weekend, was the goalkeeper having to stay on their line. Uh, the guy still Raul moves Diaz off his misses line the bit. first or gets saved yeah. and, and uh, gets to score the second one. That's, I'm so glad that he was able to put the second one in because otherwise we don't need that guy slumping. So yeah, I guess so. Hot if it's if it's uh, goes in your favor. Hot garbage if you have the goalkeeper. Garbage. Okay, I'm with you on there. Uh, this one was controversial for me because uh, there's a lot of talk about what's going for in my house. It's the goalkeeper kits this year. Okay, my wife calls the the salmon colored one, whatever that is. She calls it the Pepto Bismol color because she hates it. <laughs> But she saw the Did black she hate one. Abysmal? I guess. She saw the black one and was like, yo, that's dope. You should try and get that. Of course, I couldn't because it's impossible when you live in the suburbs to do that. Um, but then I was like, well, I kind of want to see what this purple one looks like. Yo, that purple one looks like something from 1990s Nickelodeon. Like, 
double dare is what like, the colors ah, are. real monsters. <laughs> yeah, and for me it was uh that's awesome. For me it was uh the Decepticons. It's purple with like lime green trim on it and it looks so bad Adidas. I misspelled Adidas when I tweeted something out that got some traction. I feel so stupid. Anyway, <laughs> um Fry's kit, I'm going to say even though purple is a good color, I'm going to say that that green is garbage. Garbage. Would you call it hot garbage or is it just garbage? I won't go hot garbage because because <sighs> I love the, the the Constructicons is what I meant to say. I love the Constructicons, so I can't universally pan it, but it's not good. Like, you have I, a chance to make it look badass, but instead you make it look 90s clowny. Yeah, it feels like uh, George goalkeeper. If, <laughs> it feels like goal, goalkeeper kits are, you, are on either end of the spectrum, and this one was on the far bad end of the spectrum. It's like the Barney or Joker or yeah. Decepticon. It's, I mean, all of these examples, it's like very cartoony just because of the color contrast. Like yeah. they, they almost went. And, you know, th- this is the annoying thing is that they're going for this 25-year anniversary thing for MLS. Why didn't they do some of those like dope 90s goalkeepers kits with those crazy patterns on the front and on the back? And, yeah, sure. And, the, the, when Tim Howard was like, what, 40 back then? <laughs> back when Casey Keller was a young buck. Um, okay, so what do we say? Are we saying garbage on that or hot garbage? I, I think I think we can call that kit garbage. That one gar- garbage. Now, oh, this one's tough for me. All match. Jordan Morris, a big suspect with this for me. The passing for Seattle Sounders FC in that match against Columbus Crew. Boy, that's garbage. That's hot garbage for me. Yeah? Yeah, it's hot garbage. It was bad. I, I was watching Christian Roldan um, making so many uh, passes or not being on the end of a bunch of passes. I don't know if it's chemistry. Like I like we've already talked about, you don't want to put too much stock into the second week of the season with three new guys on the team. Um, but but you have I mean, these are some soccer essentials, right? Like pass the ball, connect the passes, take the easy ones if you if you have to. Um at no point did I feel like the team was making a. When you start to realize through the first half of the match and for the through the first two thirds of the match that your passes aren't coming together, take a second, take the easy passes, take what you can, build up some confidence, build up the chemistry. At no point did that happen. I'm gonna call that hot garbage. Wow, hot garbage. All right, I guess yeah, I'm in. Um, you talked about it just briefly there for a second. New guy Yamar Andrade Gomez 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 Gonzalez Gomez. Yeah, I guess it's Yamar or whatever, but I don't care. Yamar bad in the first half, good in the second. I think that guy's got a lot of red cards coming his way. I'm gonna say he's hot though because he's got a lot of potential. Hot. I'm going to agree and say hot because uh, there were a bunch of times where he was exactly in position or making plays. Somebody on the broadcast called out at one point that um, because it was a local broadcast, they were like, Chad Marshall wouldn't be able to run that fast to make that interception. And uh, to their credit, uh, whoever it was, else, whoever else was on the broadcast said, that's because Chad Marshall would never find himself in the position where he needed to make that recovery run. That said, to have two mobile center backs who are good with their feet, like Yamar and Javier uh, Ariaga, yeah. um, I think he he played it. And for that being their first match together, yeah. uh, they're they're starting to look like they're going to be a dominant pair together. Common language that's going to help too. Kim Ki he was that guy who was really mobile and could really get back and get back into position when he needed him to. Mm-hmm. But the speaking Korean and some English is not going to be great when you're bringing in a another center back who speaks Spanish and some English. So it's uh there could be some chemistry there. Hopefully, so uh, I'm going to say hot. I guess hot, hot, hot. All right, and finally, 
Um, and finally, the I'm curious what you think about this one. I only just learned about this right before we started podcasting. Okay. But there's a team called the Soughton Sounders. And they are a Sunday League team in uh, Scotland, apparently, wearing the Sounders crest. And I just watched a, a recent... Uh, their, their, their media present for, presence, first of all, is... Um, terrible but they have a great social media handle uh and they are tweeting out like lineup graphics and uh event graphics from their game this is like a sunday league team where a bunch of guys pay to play in the league yeah. these guys aren't being paid by their club to play but they are uh wearing the sounders badge every single week and going out there they ended their last game uh i think with two red cards not a lot of goals <laughs> anyway uh i think it is in my opinion hot that there is a team in scotland who has decided to wear the sounders badge with the space needle on it uh i've never seen the space needle in scotland but uh i guess now i have that's where it lived before the space needle actually was stationed at stonehenge made a stop in scotland for a while and then flew its way back uh, to the west coast of america so makes sense yeah hot hot uh people getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match it's this week in fan outrage what do you got uh this week in fan outrage, not I mean, there was plenty of anger and there was plenty of frustration about the match because it was bad. So instead of picking a bunch <laughs> of that, I decided to pick somebody else who's had some fun uh, with the coronavirus. <laughs> it sounds bad when you say it like that. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, Liam Hughes, uh, reigning champ Liam Hughes on Twitter says uh, he, he made a little song parody for the Sounders. He said, the cleanest hands you've ever seen are in Seattle and the mask, the greenest green are in Seattle. Like a quarantine child, respirator, running wild, full of test kits, full of beers, full of nurses, full of beers. Now, are the nurses full of beers or are we full of beers? Anyways, yeah, it's us. Isolated through the years in Seattle. It is very clever. Good job, Liam. I love that. Match number three of the season, Houston Dynamo welcomes Seattle Sounders FC. I didn't put in what their current stats are, so the one win, one draw, Seattle Sounders versus whatever Houston Dynamo are that Brandon is rapidly typing so I can see it. It's dash one dash O. Oh, one and oh. I feel like they've played twice. I don't feel like that's accurate. They haven't played twice. I think they had a bye week, I guess, already. Yeah, okay. That's that's a thing. Uh, BBVA Stadium. I definitely thought it was named after some sort of petroleum product because it is Houston, and they're only known for their oil and their space, but great credit union. Uh, it's Saturday, 5.30 p.m. Uh, Seattle time is when the kickoff is. If you're watching, if you're traveling, good luck, whatever. Um, uh, tell us about these two teams coming together in the past. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't do my research very well because they have played twice. Yeah, okay, that's uh, that's definitely what I thought. Uh, but the last one was in February, so that doesn't count because it was on a leap year. Oh, yeah, jerks. They, they played on 29. Anyway, um, so the Sounders and Houston uh, played twice last season against each other. Um, Sounders beat Houston one one nothing in May uh, with that crazy Christian Roldan half volley from way out of the box. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, they beat him 1-0 in July again uh, with a goal from Jordan Morris. Uh, this year, Houston uh, doesn't look like too much of a changed team uh, going into this match. Mm-hmm. They In their first week on February 29th, which is a game I don't know too much about, except that I do know that they drew 1-1 against Galaxy. Um, and last week they were destroyed for nothing by uh, Sporking Kansas City. Hey, and I say destroyed, not just like they got scored on a lot, but like they looked bad too. Is We'll have to get to it in a minute here, but the Galaxy, are they kind of bad? 
uh, Galaxy are not great. They they did a big thing. They signed Chicharito. Um, we'll talk about that. Okay, great. Okay, so Houston coming off a bad loss to Sporking Kansas City. 4-0, man. That's crazy. Now, yeah. uh, how about a little Nico Ladero here? So Nico Ladero has been the missing – I mean, we're talking about how the Sounders are, haven't been passing well in the last week. Um, the, the week before that, they needed Jordan Morris, a uh, super sub off of the bench, to come in and mm-hmm. and burn everybody's asses up and down the field. Um, the, the piece that has been missing for the Sounders is Nico Ladero. And from last week, he was the only person – he was the one person away from being the ideal starting 11 for the Sounders. Now, that doesn't mean that Will like add Nico Ladero, stir, and get a great result. Yeah. Um, but it becomes obvious how important he is to the team when you watch the way that they passed. Um, the whole lineup, when you put him in, the whole lineup shifts around him because Christian Roldan has been playing in – whatever position they can find for him over the last couple of weeks. Jao Paulo went from playing a number 10 to playing uh, like being that creative play playmaker back to sitting as a defensive midfielder next to Gustav Svensson. Where do you want him? Where do you want Paulo? I think it's, I think it's, we haven't seen him in the position that they're going to want him yet. Um, I think that he's supposed to be the guy that sits next to uh, Gustav Svensson yeah. in, in the defense uh, or sorry, in the central like midfield. But um, when you don't have Nico Ladero to sit in front of them and kind of connect the play all the way up the spine, like we've talked about, has been important to the Sounders' identity over the last couple of years. And then you end up putting a great player like Christian Roldan into that position where Nico Ladero is, who he naturally wants to sit back and play that defensive spot too. Yeah, you almost um, had three defensive midfielders out there. Exactly. Yeah. And Roldan, you know, despite being a great player is going to naturally kind of inclination go back to where he usually is, is f- most comfortable on the field. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I think Joe Paulo is going to be the kind of sitting in next to Gustav Svensson in the middle, uh, Nico Ladero up in front of them. But until Nico Ladero back is back, your option is Miguel Ibarra, um, who is still learning how to play soccer. I think uh, who he, he's been playing well. His energy is great. He just hasn't been able to do much yet. Harry ship is another option there, but again, those are both far cries from what Nico Ladero can bring to the team, which is like a calm, smart shoot for four, from 40 yards presence. Okay, cool. Um, this weekend we are on the road in Houston. Who do you want to see have a big game for Seattle? Who, who needs to turn it on? I think that if if he's available, the reason I bring him up, uh, bring Nico Ladero up, is because there's a chance that he could be available in Houston. I doubt if it. He, I don't think so uh, because he's got hamstring tendonitis. Yeah. Uh, he needs a back to tank of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Get out of here, Sammy. If he's available, he's going to be um, key to the Sounders to the Sounders going into that match. Um, Raul Ruiz Diaz, I'd love to see a little bit more out of. Uh, w- watching him against Columbus, he would get the ball, and wherever he got it, he would turn around and shoot. That could be 30 yards away. That could be six yards away mm-hmm. with three defenders in front of him. He wasn't making the best decisions. He just wanted a goal. Yeah. Now that he's got his goal to open the season, I hope that he calms down a little bit, sees some of the channels that are being run by by his um, teammates, and starts to pass it around a little bit more. My brother and um, my friend were always on a text thread together during the games, and uh, for one, for some reason or another, my friend Tyler hates Mo Salah because he thinks he's selfish and doesn't pass. Who plays for Liverpool, obviously, right? Sure, yeah. and, and I'm like, well, he's an amazing player. He can do that. Raul Ruiz Diaz is not Mo Salah. He cannot afford to not pass to his teammates. Is he he's the Mo Salah of the MLS, guys. though? Can we say that? <laughs> sure. 
uh, anyway, so I'd love to. See, I think Raul Ruiz Diaz needs to have a big game. Uh, and that doesn't mean scoring a lot of goals. To me, I think that means playing with his teammates a little bit more, trying to build up some more one-two play with some guys. Okay, cool. How about in terms of who we need to keep our eye on when it comes to the Houston Dynamo? Uh, the the two guys from last year uh, that that seem to be the guys this year are Albert uh, Albert Elise and Mauro Manotas. I'm not going to pretend like I not know a lot about those guys. I know that there's been interest uh, from Europe for a guy like Albert Elise, fast, um, likes to score, big uh, target forward up front. Uh, Mauro Manotas is their Nico Ladero. Hates so, to score. Those are kind of the guys. If you hear that they are feeling a certain type of way during the game, and if you yeah. feel if you hear that they are looking good. That's a problem for the Sounders. Okay. All right. Uh, where are you watching the game this weekend? It's a, it's a travel day. I am hoping to be eating pie. It is uh, on 314, which is National Pie Day. And I'm going to eat some uh, probably frozen pie from Costco because I'll be dipping into my uh, panic uh, world-ending apocalyptic stores yeah. uh, because the world will be ending this So weekend, much probably. wiping your ass, too, with all that toilet paper. With it's all that toilet nonstop. paper. Nonstop. <laughs> butt wipes man yeah where will you be watching or will you i've got a conflict here brandon i um i have tickets to go to the pacific northwest ballet to see whatever program they're doing it's on saturday night at 7 30 5 30 to 7 30 sounds like i could get a soccer match in is this is this the shen yun ballet that i've gotten a million advertisements for for the in the in the last uh negative ghost rider this is pnb uh well Oh, okay, I thought, but I thought that they were performing it with PNB. Anyway, I don't know. Oh, if they are, that's crazy. Because I, yeah. I heard a bunch of racist stuff said by people close to me about that Shen Yuan to being like, "What? Keep your Wuhan back in China?" And I was like, "Jesus Christ, you can't say that!" Like, right? Yeah, there's a, one. There's a one point three something billion Chinese people. That means there's an America, and then three more Americas, and then some more. Okay, so like you can't just be like China. That's was, the disease. Was this, was this person in Seattle? This person, yes. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I, I, I'm not trying to spec but I... <laughs> Uh, I'm not trying to speculate about who it is, but all I'm just all I'm saying is that Seattle being the epicenter of this freaking outbreak in yeah. the United States would be like everybody else saying, "I'm not going to drink Starbucks anymore." Oh man. I'm Which just, I mean, I'm not, not going to comment. I'm not going to comment. I'm just going to leave it at that. Anyway, yeah, so I don't know if the ballet ends up happening, you know, again, there's like thousands of people in a small room, like maybe not the best choice. If the ballet happens, then I'll have to watch it on DVR. Um, If it doesn't happen, I might be calling you up to be like, yo, Brandon, let's go get some pie, bro. I'll do the play by play. Wait, are you stuck at your house or can you go get pie? Are you not allowed to say that? Uh, I can leave. I, I am I am fully able to go wherever I want as yes. long as it's not centrally field to work for the Sounders or my actual job. Or Italy. <laughs> or Italy. But then again, nobody can go to Italy. Okay, bro, I'll blow you up on the on the Google chat, okay? In case you just woke up from your what is it, fat slap? <laughs> your fat slap. It's time for TLDL. Too long. Didn't listen. Uh, too long, didn't listen. Turns out Sammy the Sounder is a dark lord of the Sith. Hashtag blubber. <laughs> Hashtag respirator. Hashtag coronavirus safe. <laughs> too long, didn't listen. Brandon's got a Prince Leo. That's a tattoo on his wiener. <laughs> uh, I've, I've read it, and then after you said it, I thought it was funny again. So <laughs> congrats to you on that joke. All right. 
Uh, too long, didn't listen. It's time to go find the Scottish Space Needle. It lives in downtown Seattle. It should not be hard to find. It flew here. I. What did it. <laughs> Take a look into the crystal Pepsi ball with all its effervescence and tell me your predictions. Your predictions for Saturday, 5.30. The Sounders go to Houston for match week three. What do you think, Brandon? Uh, I think the Sounders are going to start to figure it out and they're going to win two to nothing. And I'm going to say Raul Rudia scores both goals. All right, I'm going to go. And I'm going to say something like that until it becomes true. Okay, great. I'm going to say, I'm just going to go conservative and say 2-1, Sounders. No joke. You're looking at the (laughs) computer like you're like, and? No, sorry, I'm... Uh, I was trying to look at last week's predictions to see if I could bring it up somehow, but... I said he was going to score off of Caleb Porter's head, so I feel like (laughs) I probably wasn't close. (laughs) 